0: Today, there are 2 million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast.
1: Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News, back from a great weekend at the Franco-American programs on the UMaine campus but we'll get into some of that later in this segment. Let's get started with two new posts by Patrick Lacroix on his blog, Queer the Past. First, check out the second part of Chalifoux Part 1, The Franco-American Rockefeller, with Chalifoux Part 2, The Franco-American Who Won Boston. And then check out French-Canadians 100 Years Ago, January to April, which offers a small sample of articles published a century ago featuring Franco-American and French-Canadian visibility in 1921. Next up, we have an article by David Vermette written for L'Encyclopédie Canadienne about Franco-Americans. This informational article is written in French and goes through the causes of immigration from Quebec, little Canadas, French Canadians in the United States, and more. We have an article by Juliana LaRue titled, French Stories for Children. Would you like your children to be read a story in French? Check out the University of Southern Maine's YouTube channel in the coming weeks for a video of Camden Martin and Andrea Quaid, each reading a children's book in French for the upcoming holiday season. Moving on to podcasts, Franco-American Pathways has the second part to Episode 5, Mapping Franco-Lewiston, Part 1. Check out Part 2 of this episode of Mapping Franco-Lewiston. Join the podcast crew as they continue through Lewiston, Maine, a city rich with Franco-American history and culture. And now on to events. Events. On October 27th at 7 p.m., Paul Marianne and Stephen Rial will be reading from their new poetry books virtually. Marianne, editor of The Early Writings of Jack Kerouac and author of several books, will read from his recent publication, Lockdown Letters and Other Poems. Rial, whose latest book of poetry is titled Edgemere, serves as editor-in-chief of Resonance, the Franco-American online literary journal at UMaine Arno. On October 28th, join the Dakota County Historical Society for their free virtual presentation titled French-Canadian Family Connections. This event will be hosted by Paula Stewart-Warren, who is an internationally recognized genealogical educator, researcher, and consultant based in the St. Paul area. So if you have any amount of French-Canadian ancestry in the Great Lakes region, be sure to register for this upcoming event. Closing out this segment, I wanted to briefly go over the Young Franco-American Summit at the Franco-American Programs of UMaine that was held over the weekend. Franco-Americans aged 18 to 35 gathered for a day of presentations, discussion, and fun. A few of us will be recapping the day in an upcoming episode of the French Canadian Legacy Podcast, so you can hear more about this fantastic gathering. That's all I've got for you this time. Everything I've covered today will be linked in the French Canadian Legacy Podcast episode description. Merci for listening.
0: So, for this week's episode, I had the very awesome privilege of being able to talk with Jackie Smith. Now, Jackie is the head of a kind of relatively new political party here in the city of Quebec, uh, Transition Quebec, and obviously she's a Transition Quebec candidate for mayor. Uh, We have the municipal elections uh, coming up throughout Quebec, uh, the entire province of Quebec, uh, next month, early in, in November. And so she Is the transition Quebec candidate for mayor of the capital here, Quebec City? So we get to talk to her about her story. She's not originally from Quebec. So, kind of how she ended up here, how she moved to the city, kind of fell in love with the place, which which is something I can certainly understand, and kind of what her vision is for transition Quebec and what the party hopes to achieve. So, and what I thought was going to be a discussion as well is the whole idea that this city. Uh, it's perhaps just more than just, you know, the, the capital of the, of the province or the second biggest municipality here in the province of Quebec, but that holds a unique place in the hearts of many of French Canadian heritage, and maybe there's a responsibility that comes with that. So it was a very, very fun conversation. Uh, so next week, again, the head of Transition Quebec candidate for mayor, Jackie Smith. And then we uh, preview the upcoming show. And I ask a bonus question, which usually has absolutely nothing at all to do uh, with what the actual subject of the interview is, just kind of a music. Okay. Fun question. So I need to ask because people can't see, and that's probably good uh, for the listeners now that can't see the good true true story. So, one of the very first comments we got on the podcast was that I had both the perfect voice and face for radio, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) But (laughs) so,
2: (laughs) very nice. <laughs> I mean, that made
0: me laugh a lot. I that was so, <laughs> right now I you have wearing... a very
2: nice face, Jesse.
0: You have a very nice <laughs> <face>. <laughs> I got my Nordiques hat on. So how do we get the Nordiques back?
2: Well, basically what needs to start happening is every single city in North America needs to stop having hockey teams. Okay. Because we have this amazing video talent center. That costs the city five million dollars a year. That the minor league hockey uh, team plays in, so they're really lucky. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and what the problematic thing that happened with Hichas Laban, the the mayor who built it and is is leaving, is that uh, he built this this complex thinking if they if we build it, they will come. Right. But the thing is, is uh, the business model for that. Doesn't work because already everybody in Quebec City played like watches Quebec, okay. watches hockey anyway. So there's no new, there's no new audience, and um, hockey teams make their money through ads and and television. So having this new open arena is sort of leverage for every other hockey team to say, okay, if you don't build us a new, brand new arena, we're like we're hmm. taking off to Quebec. So everybody around the world or around North America, please stop building arenas and don't, uh, to try to get a hockey team. Just uh, just stop, because we need someone here.
0: That makes sense to me. I get to tell you, because it's a very selfish question, honestly, because there used to be the minor league affiliates for the Los Angeles Kings for a long time was in Manchester. Yes. And obviously yes. Manchester's not very close to Los Angeles. So <laughs> eventually the Kings decided to move their team to California, much closer there so we also have a giant arena right in the middle of our downtown that would be perfect for the affiliates of the new nordiques so that's a big-
2: oh oh that would work that would be really cool
0: terrific a traditional franco-american town it would be with a giant arena just waiting for somebody oh my god yeah it would be absolutely amazing for sure now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair I think that everything they love we simply do not share. But the spirit never dies, so our culture will survive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.